Hi, good morning, Shalini, and uh, welcome to this episode where we are going to discuss the future of work. Uh, this is a series of discussions we are launching with a lot of industry leaders to talk about the trends about future work, which is emerging right now in the market and what we see and observe in India. So my first question to you open up the discussion is, you know, there are a lot of options available for people today to work. You know, we started with work from home during COVID, then it became, uh, you know, hybrid, a bit of uh, work from, then return to offices, then you spoke about satellite office, et cetera. So how do you see this evolving work culture in future? What are your thoughts about it? Um, thank you very much, Santosh. It's a pleasure to be here and to have this discussion with you on a topic which is very, very relevant because I think the last two years have taught us how much the whole work landscape has changed and what you guys are doing in micrographio is truly remarkable. So thank you very much for having me here. Uh, from your question perspective, I, I won't speak too much about banking because I think to some extent, Santosh, banking tends to be a little different. So let me park that aside. But take your question. And the way I see it is there are two sides to it. One, there's clearly a huge amount of advantage that comes from the myriad options that are now available to employees. I think the, op, uh, the advantages that come, which are evident for everybody, you can recruit talent from places which earlier I don't think we were able to recruit talent from. You're able to retain talent much better because people have options which don't envisage having to kind of spend hours commuting up and down, you know, so their work life, entire work life integration becomes a lot more evolved. There are definitely cost benefits in doing um, the hybrids models or the different models of work option. And I think that to some extent, there's a larger, greater good of social environment, etc. Um, having said that, I think uh, more and more organizations are recognizing that you, we don't work in an island, right, Santosh? It's not like we can work in an island. We do need interactions. We do need the, the power of collaboration that comes through sitting around a drawing board and you know sketching it. While there are virtual manifestations of that, I don't think we can, you know, uh, we can, we can compensate for what we have as uh, physical. So I think the way it's evolving right now, based on all the conversations I've been having with people, is more and more people are veering around to what I think is a hybrid kind of model. You do some days at work, you do some days um, from home and do a mix and match of those so that you get probably the best of both worlds. That's where I think world is going to. That's where we are evolving into. And I think that will really bring the best of both worlds to everybody. Thanks for the Charlie. And uh, one question which always comes to my mind is in this evolving work culture where you said yeah, it is moving towards a bit of a hybrid model. Uh, how have you seen this impacting women? Because when you look at the way we moved ahead after COVID, when you looked at work from home, a lot more women had a lot more opportunity to come back to work where they were going to family. Uh, there were women who were reluctant to move away from their hometowns. They could start working from their home, from those uh, small towns, etc. So how do you see this evolving uh, as an impact for women per se in the workforce? Yeah, um, Satosh, this is really something that's very close to my heart in terms of encouraging more gender diversity, as you know. I think at the start when this happened, and to some extent, we must admit this was forced upon people because the pandemic happened, etc. And everybody had to kind of quickly uh, rearrange how they worked. When it started, I think there were a whole host of advantages for women, you know, the benefit of being able to kind of not have to commute, stay at home, et cetera, were clearly huge benefits. And that we saw the benefits of, as you rightly said, more women came into the workforce, et cetera. 
having said that i think uh, over the times over the last few months i must admit i am now veering more around to the fact that th this is a little bit of a double edged sword and one has to be a little careful about why uh, why this is a double edged sword i think the lines between personal and uh, business are blurring and women seem to end up taking the largest impact of that um on the one end there are um the pulls and pressures of the fact that maybe children had online schooling they didn't need to go and therefore they need to look you know culturally the whole kind of um burden of that fell upon women so that was a kind of one side of the equation um the other side of the equation was the fact that uh, women um and men also but women i think more so became more on demand you know i think the employers just presumed that okay uh, they're working from home so they should be available at any time and every time so i think it became the pressures at home as well as the on demand pieces of it became such that i think more and more it's becoming increasingly evident that we'd rather have women back in the workforce at the office because i think that becomes a lot more manageable to them so i do some work with the indian women network in cii and part of what we are encouraging people to do right now is to say start bringing them back to the work because i think they need that exposure they need that um, they need those boundaries that it creates etc so i think my view would be increasingly i think women need to come back to work um when i say come back to work i mean in a formal office environment and that's where i think i have to relate back to what you're doing um santosh because your whole um, philosophy of creating you know smaller units spread across the tier 2 tier 3 cities is truly something that i think will help not just the workforce in general but i think will help women and that's what i would veer around and go towards you know sure great and i have one rated question you know related to the employee behaviors emerging out of the post pandemic work culture uh there is in the in the media a lot of discussions about moonlight moonlighting as a colleague today you know the gig economy people shifting jobs doing multiple work etc so how how have you observed the changing behavior of the young indian workforce and the demands of them in the post pandemic work culture i'm probably a little old school when it comes to this okay santosh so to that extent your readers might find that uh, they may not resonate completely but i have to say what i think is right okay, first i think uh, uh, this whole moonlighting piece is uh, in my view um, completely unacceptable from an integrity standpoint if it's with the permission of your employer and your employer says i'm perfectly all right with what you do it's open etc that's okay even large organizations you have an ability to kind of do what is called outside business interests mm -hmm. as long as you declare it to the employer and say listen i am going to be doing this as an outside business interest so as long as it's open and transparent i think there is a fair merit in it but otherwise i don't think it's the right thing to do you can't do that um but your broader point on what is it doing to women uh, to culture etc i think the more um uh, uh, the more people kind of tend to become uh, to some extent comfortable in working from home i believe some of the disciplines that one needs some of the execution capabilities that one needs some of the collaborative culture that one needs in an organization does get undermined which is why i come back to my first uh, answer i think it's better for an organization to evolve to a hybrid kind of working where i feel you get the best of both worlds you can give the employee the advantage of uh, being in at home not having to commute etc mm -hmm. and giving some of those flexibilities uh, but uh, at the same time coming back to work let's say twice a week thrice a week whatever is doable and feasible and making sure you get the thing the biggest loss i feel is this whole 
there's so much. I mean, man is not an island, right? Does not live on an island. This whole social interaction, collaboration, and the power that comes from that collaboration, despite everything that people do from a technology standpoint, you lose out when it's not. So um, to moonlighting, I have my specific, uh, I'm very clear in my mind, but I think the bro broader benefits of collaboration and working together comes out when you're together in the office. Absolutely. And uh, shall we relate to the point which you spoke about while you, you know, discussed the impact of women workforce and, uh, you know, they coming back and working from an office environment and home due to multiple reasons, etc. What we have also observed is the, the movement of work towards hometowns as we call it to smaller towns, you know, that is not only, you know, allowing people to, uh, you know, comply with some of the sustainability requirements, but it also helps in cost reduction and a bit of employee retention as well. So do you feel that the, the I mean, when we started Micrographio last year and you know, started the idea of tie to towns, the jury was not yet out in terms of how this is going to be accepted that, in, you know, you work out of satellite offices dispersed across the country, but we strongly believe that work from home is not the whole you know, solution. But so uh, have, have you seen an emerging opinion converging towards the small satellite office model to work from the compared to work from home, Visavi working from the centralized offices, the mega offices which you've seen in the past. So what have you observed in the last few months in that? I think you clearly observed a trend, as you said, uh, you know, what you're doing, which is moving towards more um, uh, smaller towns. So the the large hubs of a Bangalore or a Gurgaon or a Pune or even a Mumbai or a Chennai are a little bit a thing of the past now. I think the more we look at people who want to come into the workforce, who are uh, keen to join the workforce, we believe uh, most of them are looking for something which is which um, gives you the uh, advantage of being in a in your kind of hometown, but with the added advantage of you know seeing your colleagues working with them, etc. So the work that you're doing on tier two, tier three is de mm -hmm. definitely something that's um, commendable. I think I can also relate it in some sort to what Federal Bank is doing. Uh, you know, we go where economic activity is, right? So this year, as an example, we're opening 65 branches. But these branches are really in, uh, you wouldn't expect them, uh, and we are not opening them in the Mumbai's or the Delhi's of the world, but we are opening them in the Karekals and the uh, Karekudis and in the um, Surats and, um, you know, Ambalas of the world. That's where we're opening them. So it's really, to some extent, our strategy follows or mirrors what um, uh, guys like you are doing, which is that is where I think the economic wealth of the future is going to be. Okay. Fantastic. And I'm glad that you know, the whole concept if we started a year back is at least getting more acceptance and over a period of time. So fantastic. So Shalini, thanks for your time. Uh, and it was great catching up with you again. It's always a pleasure discussing these topics with you. And uh, on behalf of Micrographio, a big thank you for your time and your inputs. Thank you very much, Shalini. Thank you, Santosh. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And all the best to what you, for what you're doing, Santosh. Thank you. Thank very you. Much. Actually, you can stop the recording.